You're listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent in Birmingham, Alabama, a church with the heart for the gospel. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org. God, we pray that we would be given the mind of Christ, that he might manifest himself more and more by the power of a spirit in our lives, that we might, like him, become all things to all people, that by all means we might save some for their good, but above all, for his great glory. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to spend just a couple minutes, well, that's a lie. We're going to spend a little bit of time uh, this this morning, this evening, uh, talking about 1 Corinthians chapter 9. And so I would draw your attention to that, specifically the second part of the 22nd verse, where Paul writes, I have become all things to all people, that by all means I might save some. Now, what is Paul talking about? Because he's been building to this point. He's talking about his ministry and his life, which are inseparably entwined. It's not as if he has this job nine to five and then he goes home and hangs it up. But he can't think of himself apart from gospel ministry. And not just gospel ministry, but the ministry that's given to him as a Christian believer. For you see, Paul is saying here, I'm not exceptional in this. If you are in a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, you too should have your life wholly given over to his service. Even if it is a task that seems wholly divorced from what ministry looks like in your mind. If you're a lawyer, you ought to be a lawyer for the Lord Jesus Christ. I was talking to a man who has more net worth than I will ever possibly uh, realize in my own life. And he was telling me that it dawned upon him because he struggled with this. He said, you know, I've made all of this money. And I said, life must be hard for you because I feel like I should just take you off the prayer list. Uh, But he said, I've made all this money and I struggled to, to think, what is it that God wants me to do? And then I realized God has blessed me so that I can make money to support gospel ministry. And so that man now lives off of 10% of his income and gives 90 of it away. He can't think of his work apart from the Lord Jesus Christ. And for Paul, his ultimate aim amongst the Corinthians, indeed his whole ministry, is that he might know nothing among them except Christ and him crucified. Just earlier on he says, all of my preferences, all of my rights are subject to this aim. Winning people to the Lord Jesus Christ has consumed him to the point that he is willing to become even a fool for Christ's sake. Is that true of our lives? Oh, if anything, I'm avoiding being a fool for anybody's sake. Nobody wants to intentionally be embarrassed or or thought of as weird or awkward or out there. But what Paul says is that if you're living a life that is rooted in the gospel and the Holy Spirit's working within you and that's showing forth in your life, guess what? People are going to say, look at that fool. And Paul says there's no higher praise. I don't care what other people think. I don't even care about my own rights. What I care about are men and women and children coming to know the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior. And he uses the illustration in verses 24 through 27 to talk about his single-mindedness when he talks about an athlete or running a race. 
He says, if you're training for an event, you're single-minded by it. Uh, and some of you that, that have run marathons, or, or any, it takes over your life, doesn't it? Everything you do is geared toward that. I, I've even seen people with scales in their house, and they're weighing food, and they're saying, I've got to have this breakdown of this, and, and I'm going to run this many miles today, and I'm going to run this many miles tomorrow, whatever it might be. Your life is wholly given over to it. You're, you're not, yeah, I'm going to run the marathon, but you know what? I think I will eat an entire pizza. Right? Who's going to win that race? The person who's wholly given over to it. And that's the single-mindedness that Paul is talking about. He said, I'm pressing on to this place. This is the direction I'm going. This is what I'm striving for. And all of my effort... All that I have, all that I am, is given over to this endeavor. Everything he does has to do with bringing people to Christ. And he even gives us some examples of how he's done that. For though I am free from all, I have made myself a slave or a servant to all, that I might win more of them. To the Jews I became as a Jew in order to win Jews. To those under the law, I became as one under the law, though not myself being under the law, that I might win those under the law. To those outside the law, I became as one outside the law, not being outside the law, but under the law of Christ, that I might win those outside the law. To the weak, I became weak, that I might win the weak. Whatever it takes is what I'm going to do. Things that may not be my cup of tea, I might feel uncomfortable, but if it removes impediments to the gospel and the life of an individual so that they can hear loud and clear who Jesus Christ is and what he's done for them through his cross and resurrection, then there's nothing that can stop me from doing it. Because that is what I'm called to do, not just simply as an evangelist, not simply as a pastor, but as a Christian. But what does it mean to become all things to all people that by all means I might save some or for us that we might save some? Well, of course, we're not doing any saving. Paul is saying here that to bring people to the Lord Jesus Christ, to articulate the gospel to a dying world. And so I want to start by saying, one, what it doesn't mean. Because there's some confusion about this in our world. Some people will go so far as to say, well, I understand that the Bible says this, but if we talk about that or if we live that out, it's going to be offensive to people and therefore they will never hear the gospel. And Paul would say, that's nonsense. Because oftentimes when we do that, and I've done this in my own life, where I've compromised not just my convictions, but biblical truth. That you actually never get around to the gospel anyway. Uh, there was uh, someone in uh, a former congregation I served that died, and they really didn't like me. Uh, they made that very clear, and so I was kind of looking forward to doing their funeral. And, uh, but before they died, they said to me, I just want to be up front. I don't want you to preach my funeral. I want somebody else uh, to preach my funeral. And here's a list of all the things that I want in the service. And the things that he was asking for in the service were not just crazy, but unchristian. 
You know, songs that I wouldn't even sing in my home, much less in church. And do you know what? I allowed them. Because I thought, if I say yes to these things, it'll open up a door to the gospel, and then maybe I can minister to them. They'll, they'll have an open ear. Well, the person died. We had the funeral, and his spouse never, ever darkened the doors of the church again. And so not only was the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ undermined by my compromising convictions, but they never, ever heard the gospel anyway. And so let us not be given over to this idea that, well, we can sort of step back a little bit. If we could only be a little bit more like the world, then maybe people would hear it. Because all we're actually doing is veiling the gospel and intentionally misleading people. I mean, Jesus shows us this in his own ministry when the rich young ruler comes up to him and asks the right question, good sir, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And ultimately, Jesus says, go and sell everything that you have and give the proceeds to the poor and come follow me. And the man went away sad. Jesus said, this is what it's going to look like to follow me. I've just been rereading Timothy Dudley Smith's biography on John Stott. And one of the things that sets me on edge about John Stott is he'll give a gospel presentation. And then at the end, he'll say, but if you become a Christian, I want you to know what you're getting into. And sometimes it would sound as if he's trying to talk you out of being a Christian. But Jesus does the same thing. The number of times he says in the gospels, you cannot be my disciple if... Fill in the blank. So Jesus is not soft-pedaling it, neither is Paul. Paul is putting forth the whole counsel of God by preaching the word of God to the people. So to be all things to all people is not to compromise biblical convictions. It's not to step back from the truth of God's word. In fact, it is to preach the whole counsel of God. And that's one of the things that it means. Because I think what Paul is saying here in his own ministry is that to be all things to all people means to meet people where they are. And that can be situational or it can actually be spiritual. So when Jesus encounters the rich young ruler, he finds the spiritual bruise in that young man's life and he pushes on it. He goes right where that need is. Because that's exactly what the young man needs to hear. Or in Paul, the way that he would meet people where they are. He would be willing to do just about anything shy of undermining God's word in order that others might hear the gospel. Not conforming to culture, but not placing impediments to God's word. Now, I want to be clear, though, that Paul is not saying that this is some kind of strategy for evangelism or a manipulation. In fact, what Paul is telling us is that it's an emulation. Don't you find that funny about Paul sometimes when he says, be like me? Because what he's really saying is what? Be like Jesus. So when Jesus encounters Zacchaeus 
in Luke chapter 19 up in the tree. What does Jesus say? Zacchaeus, you should come to church on Wednesday night because I'm doing a Bible teaching that you really need to hear. Zacchaeus, you know, I haven't seen you in church lately. One of my favorite things that's happening, is about to happen as everybody starts going off to the lake is when they encounter me outside of the church and they'll come up to me and they'll say, oh, Andrew, hey, I've been really terrible about coming to church. And my response to them is, you don't need more church, you need more Jesus. We want you to come to church, we want you to gather with God's people, we don't want you to neglect that, this is the habit of some. But I don't want you to think that by simply coming to church, that that somehow establishes a relationship with Jesus. In fact, that's a product of your relationship with Jesus. These these things are not strategies to manipulate people. And so when Zacchaeus is up in the tree, Jesus says, come down because tonight I'm going to your house. We're going to share a meal together. And I'm going to change your life for eternity. And what does Zacchaeus do? Because of a changed heart, he says, not only am I going to pay back what I owe, but more. Because Jesus met him where he was. He went home with him. He upended his own schedule in order to meet Zacchaeus. Because God's timing for God's children is never inconvenient. God's time is always perfect. And that's what we need. We need to be more like the Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that the desire of your heart as a believer? To be more like him? I've been confronted mightily in my own life of the kindness of Jesus Christ. How good and how kind he is to me when I don't deserve it in the least. And yet when I encounter the Zacchaeuses in my own life, I want them to stay up in the tree. I don't want them to come down. I don't want them to be reconciled with Jesus. And if they are to be reconciled with Jesus, I want it to be through, want it to be through my own means. But no, we're called to die to ourselves. And this is the mind of Christ that Paul talks about in Philippians. That we ourselves would have the mind of Christ. Of Jesus coming and dwelling amongst us and emptying himself. And taking on the form of a servant, not considering equality with God, something to be grasped. But that we would die to ourselves. I love the way D.A. Carson puts this. When the Bible talks about dying to the self, this is how we ought to think about it according to Carson. I would rather die than fill in the blank. Does God's Spirit work in your heart in such a way that you're able to say, I would rather die than be unkind to the people whom God sent His Son to die for? I would rather die than to covet my neighbor's property. Now that doesn't come through moral improvement. 
God instills that desire in us, but it's not through, well, we just try harder to be a whole lot more like Jesus. But in fact, it comes because our lives are in Christ and His Spirit dwells within us. And God Himself does His work in our lives. If you want to be all things to all people in order that some might be saved, seek the Lord Jesus Christ. Give yourself wholly over to Him. Allow His Spirit to have His way with you, to form you more and more into the likeness of Christ. That's what happened in the life of Paul. He was given over to Jesus. He didn't care about anything else except glorifying his Lord and preaching the gospel for the good of his people. So what does it mean? It doesn't mean that we compromise biblical principles or God's word But what it does mean is meeting people where they are, which means to be more like the Lord Jesus Christ that comes by by trusting in Him and His Spirit living within us. And oh, that the Advent would be a place where we're so wholly given over to Jesus that we're willing to take any impediment to the Gospel and cast it aside in order that some, even some, might be saved. Let us pray. Oh God, how we do need you. And our holiness is Christ within us. Lord, that we would understand who we are in you. That we would live our lives in you and through you and for you. That we might be all things to all people in order that some might be saved. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. You've been listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent. If you live in Birmingham or find yourself visiting, we hope you'll join us at one of our Sunday services. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org.